Braid. Welcome to the Pokeverse podcast, the number one Pokemon Go podcast in the world. Catch them all. Yes. Uh, just kidding. Welcome to the Hooniverse podcast. I'm your host, Jeff, the gym trainer. I don't know Pokemon. I've never played Pokemon. Yeah, right. um, I understand the basics of it because I like video games in general, but whatever. Uh, that's the voice of Zach Clapman. He's filling in for Chris tonight as producer and co-host. How's it going, Zach? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. Um, this is some pleasantness. Normally, and we're back in the studio, which is good. It felt like I haven't been here in a while, so it's nice to get back in here. Plus, I left some shit in here. And listener, Ryan Kelly, we found the beer. So we did. I found the beer. It was hiding in the back of uh, they didn't know what to do with the package. I didn't know where it was, but I found it. I'm going to bring it home, put it in the fridge, and see if it still tastes good. So, fingers crossed. Thank you for sending that. We didn't know what it was, so we stored it on top of the refrigerator. <laughs> Which is, you would think I would look there, but I, I didn't. For like a month. Well, right. you just always go right for the door, because that's where your happiness is. Yes, that's true. Inside. That is true. Um, and normally, you know, we would dive into some news, but you know what? Fuck the news this week. Who cares? There's nothing really that exciting happening out there car news well, not in cars in the news news oh yeah but let's, anyway. let's stay out of that news yeah. um so how is how is germany zach germany is great at many things germany is great at many things it's uh i've never been there so i was there for f- five days we were filming some stuff for nbc drive so it sucks because you're busy um because yep. you're busy though like the whole days are filled totally and then you go to a restaurant have a beer and then you fucking crash out probably. exactly um but you got to see some of the country right yeah, I got to see like the whole country. I drove basically – I drove from Munich all the way to the Nürburgring and back down over the course of a few days, which is most of the country north-south. Wow. Um, super green. They have I know, right? a lot of rain. When you get out of California, green. it's amazing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It was um, really, really pretty. And, uh, is the Autobahn not just – The Autobahn's like – why are we even talking about the rest of it? Yeah, it's pretty. It's green. I was pretty blown away by the clouds. They said it's more rainy than it's been in any summer. Um, but the Autobahn is the best – place place to drive a car it's perfect it's yeah people do what they're supposed to do um people do what they're supposed to do there the the lane discipline is unreal Mm -hmm. it's and people check their mirrors and if they get in a small accident they pull off to the side of the road and it's clean and it's in good condition and everybody drives quickly but safely Mm -hmm. it's perfect and then there are the, the the um the sections where it's conditional speed limits, mm-hmm. which is just far too intelligent for the United States to handle. <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever. If it's wide open and empty, the speed limit is much higher or gone in some cases. Mm-hmm. And then if there's certain conditions like fog or, yep. or, or traffic, or this, they back it down. Yeah. Well, they have the uh, the electronic signs, mm-hmm. you know, and the, like, almost like a, like a baseball stadium scoreboard type thing. And it has 120K or 80K. 50k and where there's construction um and it changes and then sometimes you go past those and they're totally blacked out and that's then it's unlimited because they what i thought was really funny is their regular speed you know speed limit signs are very small yeah and my my joke was if you can't read that you probably shouldn't be driving maybe that's honestly what they do like if your eyes are that bad you shouldn't be there yeah um and then i also noticed during the construction the they had, uh, you know, they're working on one side of the freeway, so they bring the, your lane over to the uh, the opposing yeah, lane. Right. You know, they do that. They kind of every, all the traffic goes down one side of the highway, and it's just divided. And here we divide it with like a K rail, right. you know, something pretty big. Um, there, it's like a one foot tall, like bumper bowling, you know, <laughs> separation. It's yeah. like a tiny metal thing that I swear, if your car hit, it would go through it. But there, and the lanes are narrower too when they have construction zones. Yeah, and 
I mean, the trucks are like basically about to touch the white line. And they're massive side. and many. And you have to cruise past them and everyone inches by. Like driving an Aventador there would be the worst thing in the world. But I just I just noticed all the precision and, and the attention everyone has to driving because you couldn't have that low a barrier here because if – Someone got distracted, which would happen immediately. Mm-hmm. They would crash right through that and then cause a 30-car pileup. Yep, yep. It's, um, it, it's one of the, the things I remember about Germany still sticks with me is just how great it was on the open road there. It's incredible. And then if you manage to get off and see their B roads, which are less traveled like anywhere would be, they're beautiful. You yep. go through these little German towns and the roads are great. And, and I mean, it's just everything's smooth. Awesome. I, some of my favorites were, well, actually overheating the cat in our um, rental car. Is it 130 miles an hour for a couple of minutes? Nice. You know, and the, chasing the, the BMW. And, and then it says overheated. If that's well, the we got a check engine light. And I just radioed Jeff. I'm like, we have a check engine light in our Ford Kuga. And uh, he looked it up just based on those parameters, and it was like we probably overheated the cat. So we slowed down for a while, and it went away, um, awesome. which was good because I thought we might have blown it up in like right. a day or two, you know, just from driving on the highway. That's funny. Uh, um, all the, and the rental cars have a little warning that says, you know, this is not insured for the Nürburgring, right. which is very funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, like you don't want to take a Kuga. I just love seeing the different people that are, that are quote, speeding. They're not yeah. speeding, but it's not just, you know – like hoons like us. No, it's There's businessmen in suits. In, in diesel Audi Mercedes wagons. going, like behind us, we're doing 140. They're up our butt and we move over. And as soon as it's unlimited, they know where it's changing. And you watch them like drop a gear, squat. And then as we like approach the hill, the unlimited sign shows up and they're just gone. They're fucking it's gone. so awesome. And like I, my favorite was I passed this old lady who looked like an art teacher and she was doing 100. And she's <laughs> in the right, just like leaning on her window, going home, bored. Yep. yep. Dude, it's so good. It's so awesome there. It's I so love, good. love Germany. Um, but you're back now. And last time we chatted, you were looking for a car. Is yeah. that still going on? Yes. All right. It's a tiring process, man. Um, I mean, I, I told you before, like when you're gone a lot, it makes it harder. Yeah. And what's happening to me now is it's comp- it's like I feel like I'm getting compressed for time. Like I've been looking for a car for five months. Right. And at this point, I just want to fucking drive something. Right. And the Crown Vic runs, right? The Crown Vic's fine, but it's like, okay, I went to drift school. I want to have a car that's more fun. I can actually like practice, you know, right. like uh, quick driving on and practice drifting on and Started with a, a Ratty 240 and started working my way up, and now we're at E36 M3s. Something that has decent power, is presentable, can, you know, a c- comfortable car. Like, I drive to NorCal a lot. I so put some gonna, miles on that's it. That's the plan, E36 That's M3. the plan. So you could, you could take a date out in it. Exactly. Um, like, as Musto said, he's like, you know, you're 33. You might want to pick a girl up. Do you want to show up in, like, a Cage 240? <laughs> Especially one that has 140 horsepower. Right. <laughs> it's a race car. Is but, this a race car? Well, no, no. No, because <laughs> that scooter thinks he can beat you. He right. can. Right. So, so yeah, E36. I mean, classic story fits the bill of all these things. Yeah. Um, but once you find the car, the type of car you want to buy, you then have to find the right one of that category, and that's its own process. What's the price range on E36 entries? I have no idea. Oh man, how much Are do you want to spend? How little do you want to spend? Yeah. I mean, like, you could spend like six thousand up to yeah, like twenty-five. Is that top of the range? The yeah, if I saw I saw a like a forty five thousand mile clean coupe, you know, like a two owner car, and I think it sold for twenty five. Okay, um, that's not bad. No, it's, it's top of the range. That's pretty. It, I mean, that car will appreciate. But, yeah, but but it's good to hear that they're not. They're, they're not E thirties. No, but they're get they're starting to. The you know they are starting to, and I have an E thirty story for you after this. But um, 
they're starting to appreciate and every the problem now though is with the internet connecting everyone to like these auction bubbles and in yeah. in the, the Porsche bubble that's happening everyone thinks every car is rare and amazing so you'll see like the word rare is overused on oh, E36 sure. posts like rare white rare black color and you're like black's rare and they're like yeah it's pretty rare this only has 163,000 original miles on it man and like just people are trying it's one to of fluff 7, their 000. price yeah <laughs> exactly come on there's dude. a lot of that um so right now, uh, tomorrow I'm going to go look at a car. It's a really clean, like, two-owner E36 coupe in blue with only 75,000 miles on it. Wow. And it's, it's more than I wanted to spend, sure, but, but it's, it's like I could drive it for free for, like, a year or two. Yeah, yeah. And it'll still have under 100 on the clock, and it's blue, which is, like, the most sought-after color. rare color. Astral, I know. Exactly. It's actually rare. Really good, really well maintained. The right records, all that kind of stuff. Um, it's not a Hoon mobile, but I mean, it will be. But I have to be careful a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's it's going. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. E thirty six should be fun. I know someone, a friend of Hooniverse, Miles Brandman, has an E thirty six M three that he loves. He just did a video. I'm actually editing the video for him where he's comparing a new M two to his old M three. Yeah, which is an interesting comparison because he makes the point that you know a lot of people think M has lost the plot with you know X five M's and X six M's and you know all the bullshit BMW's building, but then they build a car like the M two and it's like man maybe they still get it. And and he said he talked to some of the engineers in the M division that this was a passion project for them. You know they're like we want to prove that we can still do stuff like this three pedals. Uh, I guess it still has uh, electronic power steering, but it's it has decent feel mm-hmm. for what it is. Um, and then people and so you've had you've driven that car, um, them too, right? I drove it for like five days. I drove it, yeah, a lot. Well, every, initially, some people were complaining about the offset seating position. That seems like a dumb complaint to me. Did it? Did it bug you? I did not notice that. Which now there I'm not go. sure if I feel stupid or if I. No, I, mean, I also have like minor scoliosis, so that's probably <laughs> maybe that's why I didn't notice it. Um, like off center, like the seat was like off it's center of, or something like that to be in line with the pedals. That I don't know. Jason Camisa from Motor Trend, uh, like really complained about it, but then other people were like, "Ah, he's just being Camisa." So I don't know. Well, I mean, if it if if it is that way, I, I honestly didn't notice it. There you go. So I can't. Well, that's a good know, answer. I drove it, and I real fast. Like it's a great GT car. You know, I drove it top to bottom on the country. Like the the rear seats folded down. We fit a lot of cases in it. It's the right size. The visibility is good. Like, that does feel like, hey, this is the M3. This did is anybody, what the M3 should be. Did anybody, while you're driving on the highway over there, see what you were driving and get excited? Or there... One car, it was, it was uh, three guys in a Subaru STI that had a huge graphic on the side that said, like, it said Skittles, but I think it said it in Dutch. And uh, they had two <laughs> tires in the back, and then a guy sitting next to the tires with his arm up on so them. So they definitely were going to the ring. They were, I think they were coming back from the ring, and their plates were from Amsterdam, or like in the Netherlands. And uh, they were stoked. And I drove with them for like 30 miles going fast nice. and dropping in. Like, they were really excited. But That's funny. most other people, we, got, we had some 12-year-old kids run after us in a town and like were really stoked. Um, so people knew, but it wasn't – it's not like a big flashy thing. But people no, no, no. Know. It's, yeah. They're, BMW gets away like enthusiasts will look at it, know what it is, but to anybody else, it's just another BMW. Right, and because I mean they're made there all you know, right. Munich, so everyone sees them all the time. But right. enthusiasts were stoked, and it's dude, that's a really good car. Yeah, uh, you know, people keep posing the question to me and Matt like GT350R or GT350 or M2, 
and like I haven't driven the 350, so I really that might completely turn me upside down. But the M2 is like a good GT car, a good commuter car, a good track car, a good sports car. Like it, it is all those things right. that BMW made their name right. for with M. I I have gotten to do a little bit of time in the GT350. Like I shot it for somebody else, so I, I had it for like two hours or something like that three maybe somewhere between two and four hours and i already said this on the podcast but in the first 15 minutes literally the first 15 minutes i had the car i got pulled over whoa um i was on the 10 heading towards uh pch to go towards like the canyon roads through malibu santa monica and i wasn't through i wasn't towards the tunnel turn onto pch yet like i was three exits back of that the bike cop pulls me over we pull up the highway and he immediately starts rattling off the specs of the car (laughs) <laughs> he just pulled you over to talk you could about see it? The, no, no, no. He he showed me radar, 86 on his gun. I was like, motherfucker. And he's like, he's like, uh, manufacturer plates. Yeah, did you just pick this up? You're going to do I'm like, yeah, I'm going to shoot. He's like, God, and I just got you, and you just picked it up? I'm like, yeah, pretty much. He's like, this has the uh, 5.2 flat plane crank? I'm like, yes, it does. And uh, he's like, all right, I'm going to yell at you for a minute, and then you can go. I'm like, all right. And he, he never even yelled at me. He's like, yeah, so uh, what do you think of this? And he's like, all right, be careful. There's like two more bike cops down the hill around the corner. I'm like, Ooh, you are awesome. That's an awesome person. Yeah, it was uh, uh, four GT lives matter. Um, it was uh, – <laughs> no, the car was – the car with the – it made some really good fucking noise. Mm-hmm. It felt good. I don't have a ton of experience with modern Mustangs, um, but it was uh, it was a pretty good car. I would imagine that the BMW probably manages to feel smaller, which is good in a car like that. It does feel small. Um and then the interior is probably – I mean, BMW interiors aren't that amazing. No. Um, but it's probably a little bit nicer than the Ford. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're similar, but it's a next step up. The GT350 definitely would make better noise, though. Oh, by a thousand but percent. But that's what it's supposed Not to even, do. Yeah. It is, I mean, the turbo makes it pretty quiet. The BMW, it, the BMW sounds like – I feel like it when people – yeah, and people go, oh, it sounds really good. I'm like, no, it sounds no. – you're, you're giving, you're conceding. You're like, I like this car a lot, so it sounds good, but right. it's really pretty quiet. Right, right. Um, but the um, – you said you had an E30 story? Yeah. Like, um, is that I don't know why people, the podcast? I don't know why people were spending 50 grand on those cars. I drove one very briefly at a, at a thing we were doing uh, last week, which I'll tell you about later, but – like, you know, I, I, when they came out, I bet they're amazing. Like, you can tell the steering's really connected and the front end bites in. And, you know, they, like, they look – I guess they look cool because we like them. But they are slow. <laughs> they are slow. This, I mean, it's a, it's a four-banger. It's a, it's a four banger. There's, I do, there's so many other cars. I feel like just if, – if you love that car and, you, and a guy came to our shoot, he just stopped by randomly and he, he had his own E30. He restored oh, wow. and it was minty, minty. And he loves them, and I get that. But if if you're on the outside looking in, like most of us are, and it, it's almost like don't believe the hype. Yeah. Like it's easy for us all to start reading all these things, and and you just go, oh, like this person's an expert, and they yeah, love yeah, this yeah. and this. And I totally get that this was like the first fish that jumped onto the sand. No, yeah. You know, right. for as far as right. this kind of small fun car, but when you actually drive it, it'd be like, do I want to spend fifty grand on this thing? Like, <laughs> I don't think I do. Interesting. I, I've never driven an E30. Uh, I was worried that I was going to – that's how I was going to feel after driving the NSX. You've driven the NSX, right? Yeah. And I, that was – that is surprisingly slower than you think, but that thing to me lived up to the hype. I agree. Um, just because the handling was exceptional. Yes. Um, Front visibility is good. And it's, it, it's like oddly good because we're used to modern fat fucking A-pillars. Mm-hmm. Fucking fat A-pillars, Well, plus bro. like mid-engine, the, you know, the, yeah. the hood just slopes down. Yep. And that has more torque. 
than the E30. So it's it's over. I mean, it's got more power, but I I agree with you. It's just interesting. It I did up. not know that about the E30. Um, I mean, it's probably. I wonder though if it's like if you thought about it more like a Miata, like slow car fast. Yes. Would that help if you were on like a really tight circuit or a canyon road where you're really stringing it out, like? I think that's the move. I think if if you have shorter gearing, like you've seen the rally cars, and they yeah. have real short gearing, and so then you you're accelerating quicker. Yeah, it's just it's just the money. That's all. Like it's not that the car is bad, right? Right. And right. I don't understand ah. the car's dynamics. It's when it's now a fifty thousand dollar car. I think that's I think that's like conservative. I think that you can get them. You can spend more. You can. I've seen them recently for forty nine fifty on Craigslist. There's two of them. Um, I guess it's just. If what you're looking for is like performance and driver enjoyment, at least from okay, if I am, fifty grand goes to a lot of different places. <laughs> goes so to that's a, why a couple of them, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a number of cars I'd wind up with. Yeah, I mean, you have you've got a lot of options with that money, but you know, you you do get those like that old car smell and the gear shift is super notchy, but it's kind of fun and there is like. All those different things, almost like the terroir of it, that kind of comes yeah, through. Yeah. Good, so good I, I do choice. get that, but <laughs> you must be from it? wine country. Well, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, <laughs> I I played a waiter in real life for a nice, while. Nice. I played a knowledgeable wine person. So that was my E30 experience. Interesting, interesting, very interesting. Um, now I got to drive something interesting the other day. Uh, we're journalists. We're very good at using. We should be better with words, even though terroir was a good word. I drove a Superformance GT40 Mark II. Excuse me. And it was, it was, so let me back up. I was helping someone shoot that car. Our friend Miles from Digital Trends has a video coming out on it. I shot and edited it, and it'll be out on their site soon-ish, I think. Um, so I came along. He was mostly the one driving it. But on the way back, he's like, you want to drive it? I'm like, well, yeah, let's see. Let's, let's see. Let me see if I can get in there first. And I got in there, and I, I probably put like five miles on the car um, down like Santiago Canyon, uh, Cook's Corner area. And I mean, it was, it was pretty awesome. I really liked it, but it, but the thing that took away from it for me was that I'm just too fucking big for it. Um, I had to like cant one of my feet over cause the pedal box is tight. And if, if the, if the seat pad was removed, which you can do in that car, I would have been fine. And I was fine headroom wise. It was all pedal box and foot related where like one knee was t- twisted over. And hmm. I thought like, fuck, I'd better just left foot break this. Cause I'm not going to be able to get off the gas quick enough to get on the brakes. But then if I need to clutch, I'm going to use, like, the side of my left foot because it – but it was cool. Like, you know, 600 – 550 to 600 horsepower, tons of noise. Engine is literally right behind your head. The looks, the styling, it's it, it, it was a treat. I would definitely take the Daytona Coupe over it, though. Mm-hmm. No question. I agree. Um, more of a – I mean, they're both sports cars, but the Daytona Coupe is a little bit more of a grand tour, and I fit in it totally fine. And it's – I like the looks of the that better. Um but it was re- it was really cool to drive. So I mean, it's, you don't always get to drive a GT fucking forty. No kidding. 40. I've heard that car's very fast. Matt drove it as well. Said it was very fast. It was. Uh, remind me to tell you something off air that <laughs> I shouldn't have even brought it up, but I'll tell you off air. Br- r- say GT forty when we're done, and I'll. And I'll okay. Um, but I'm working on scheduling because uh, Superformance also handles Caterham in the United States. So I'm working on scheduling a Caterham through them, and I'm hoping to drive that uh, towards the end of August, early September. You'll fit in that because I think it's there's, oh, the, the pedal box is all the way at the end, I've, so you're fine. Yeah, I've, I've before we shot the Daytona Coupe there, they let me whip that one around the, the block basically, and I mean you want you like to drift, you I do know. It thirty, like it's nothing. 
Well, Harris used to teach drift school in those. In yeah, the that's UK, a very it's like British perfect. thing. Every yeah. every uh, British automotive journalist who has a successful YouTube channel has at least one video over the years of attending drift school in catering. Really? Like Alex Goy's done it. I think the dude from Evo's done it. Uh, like they all seem to have done some sort of drift school in caterums. Remind me to tell you something off air. Okay. <laughs> we have so much to talk about that you can't hear. That one was actually a joke. I'm just making that up. Um, um, but I, I did sign up for and just got in for uh, AMG Drift School ooh, in September at Laguna. Laguna. Yes. I was waitlisted, and they called me today. So AMG has a drift school. Yeah. Because I know they have the driving academy. They have like – that. that's part of it. Well, actually, sorry. They have like their driving experience academy there, and you can select what you want to do. And one of the options is just do drift school. And then apparently um, one of my friends, a stunt driver, has done this school at a different place. They have like a competition at the end of it, oh, nice. which seems like dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> frankly. The tandeming in C63s. Uh, it seems – oh, I guess I laughed too hard. Yeah, it seems – they're not a tandem, but I think it's just linked all this stuff. But I'm very surprised with you know nice luxury fancy cars and they're just like, yeah, all right. AMG is pretty batshit though. Oh, totally. No, 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 I'm not surprised they're using the cars for that. I'm surprised at the end they're like, now we're going to see who could push it the farthest, <laughs> but not too far. Let's push our luck, everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Buckle up. Um, that's awesome. When are you doing that? September 25th. Very cool. Uh, very, very jealous. Um, I'm driving, speaking of drifting, I'm driving the Corvette Grand Sport next week. I'm looking forward to that. That should be interesting. And it's at Road Atlanta, and I've never been there. Oh, okay. It's supposed to be a really good track. Yeah, it is. Um, so that should be the Grand Sport has always been a pretty good vet. Z06 performance bits with the I don't want to say easier to handle engine, but I, I mean, would I was going to say more manageable for yeah, sure. It's much more. Man- I mean, the Z06 is fucking awesome. I mean, look, we you and I are professional race car drivers, we know this. <laughs> and and so are most of the people listening to this show, right. and most of the people on YouTube. But for people Absolutely. that aren't in those groups, right. they need a manageable Z06. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, speaking of everybody being race car drivers, I want to. I got to talk to the smoking tire crew, you and the rest of your team. Mm. We need to have a joint listener party at at a K one. We need to do some big like carding blowout. Oh, that'd be cool. And I bet Matt could like flex a little bit of his muscle and get K one interested. And like if we could rent the place for just our listeners one night, I yeah. think that'd be pretty bitching. We, we can have do that. heats and a bunch of races. Um, we'd have to rig it so that we get to do every race. And, <laughs> yeah. um, but I was thinking that could be something fun, but I don't know. That'd be easy. You just have to put in like the, in the door card, you know, race against the smoking tire Hooniverse crew. And that way you have, you yeah. have to be in every heat. I have to be in every heat. Because that's I'm what sorry. the fans want. Right. They want, they're there, you know. It, it, it would get tiring to be in every heat though. Um, I'm always like a solid third place finishing carding. I'm not the best and I don't care. I, if I'm not near the top, I get very upset. Oh, I get mad, but I don't – I know there will be people that are faster than me at karting, and I'm okay with that because I don't, you know, like put all my soul into karting. I uh, – yeah, there's that. Um, plus, I'm heavier, so mm-hmm. – but I but I understand the line, so that helps. But I was very happy the one time I re- raced against real pros uh, and then other journalists. I was always third behind the two pros, Scott That's Speed very and good. Tanner Faust. And oh, yeah. all the journalists behind me. That's very good. So I podiumed. With Scott Speed That's pretty cool, house, dude. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, the, everybody else was a journalist driver, so I, Matt's really quick. Uh, Tom is usually the winner because he's also good at karting, he weighs, and he weighs nothing. But he weighs like half. You know, he's right. very small. They used to they used to kart a ton in New York together. So uh, the one time I almost I was like really, what the fuck is happening? Uh, I was at the K one in Irvine, which is the one nearest to my house, and 
I usually do better than the average public because the average public just goes there to have fun. Where I'm like, I want to do lap times. I'm not there for fun. Right. I have my own helmet. I'm an asshole. Uh, oh, you're wearing gloves? Okay. Um, but there's this kid who is like seconds faster. And seconds in mm-hmm. K1 is a lifetime. Yep. And then after the first, like the, one of the last races, like, hey, man, you're, uh, yeah, you're doing pretty good out there, uh, blah, blah, blah. And just like, what the fuck is going on with this kid? He's like, oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm, uh, I uh, leave for Europe. I just signed with Formula BMW. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Okay, I feel so uh, much. better. I thought they were turning up, you know, the wick on his motor, but he's <laughs> right. just that good. No, yeah, he was—he's actually going to drive open wheel cars in Europe. So, wow, peace man. out, bro. I feel a lot better about my shit. I um, when I was teaching autocross for Gotham, a kid showed up with his own helmet, and I was like, "Oh, what? You know, what's your driving experience?" And he was like, oh, "I used to compete in like world karting." I was like, I'm "Not going to tell you anything other than how to turn this car on." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "That's good because I haven't seen this one yet." Yeah, um, well, yeah, was he good? Yeah, oh yeah, super smooth. <laughs> I watched him the whole time, like. Okay, I can do that better. Can you do that corner better? Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> can you teach me the lines here? Can you teach me? Yeah. Um, so on the <laughs> on the, the, the project car front, uh, I got some Hoon Truck news. And then before anybody asks, listening at home, I have no Wombat news. There is no news on that car. Um, so, sorry. I wish there was. Hoon Truck, though, we finally put the radio in. Hey. Clarion, is in, we, the system is installed. Uh, we couldn't go as crazy as we wanted because there just isn't enough room. If I have, if I yeah, if, there's really no space in your long bed pickup truck. No, no. Well, you have to put speakers in the cab of the truck. It's, no, you don't. But Not in Florida. What I have to do is I have to <laughs> remove. Actually, doesn't the new Ridge Line have uh, speakers in the back, like in the bed? I don't know. I think it does. Um, I have to remove the gas tank. There's you take it out of the cab and put it in the bed, which is actually. I should do anyway because it's much safer. But once you do that, you free up space behind the seat. Mm-hmm. So we left out six by nines. Okay. I couldn't put six by nines in, but we did components, tweeters, and the two subs. Cool. And then the head unit. It sounds awesome. I love it. The head unit, it is a little ugly. Where, where is mean, the I head unit? To, is it just it's in, in the, the middle? location? I didn't hide okay. it. It's, so it's there. Okay. And it, and it, it sticks out because it has the folds out. It's a fucking screen. Oh, okay. But the thing that's bitching about it, um, it has nav. Oh, okay. That's why you don't want to put it in the glove box. Uh, it has nav. It can do, if I get the subscription satellite radio, it can do Pandora. Um, I think you can play movies. If I, I'm, I'm sure that's got to be disabled. But Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it does Bluetooth in case I get a call. It can, uh, and then you can do Bluetooth audio. You can do the cable. So it can do all this cool shit. When I'm driving it home, because it was installed by Beach Auto Sound in Huntington Beach. They've, I guess they've been around for like 40 years or something like that. They, I mean, they did a real clean, nice job on the installation. Um, the, uh, I didn't know that the nav had a speed limit warning thing that you can turn on and off. And it was on and set to max volume. So I'm just driving down the road. Uh, and it's like, the speed limit is 35. You just blew the whole thing out. It's not going to work at all. It scared the shit out of me. It, uh, it, it came in, and I was like, what the fuck was that? And I went through the menus, and I was like, all right, yeah, off, 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 off. So, oh, it was telling you the speed limit yeah, in the GPS? Yeah, through the navigation system. That's yeah. very annoying. It's like, oh. That's not acceptable. It was, uh, so I turned that off. But the system's in. I'm going to do a video of the system, you know, uh, thanks to Clarion for hooking that up because it's awesome. I, I really like – I care less about how it looks in the truck. I care more that it sounds good. Of course. Because I'm one of those guys, you know, some people are like, oh, man, you don't need no radio. Just listen to the engine. Yeah, I like the engine. But I really, really, really like having music when I drive. Mm -hmm. No matter if I'm driving slow, driving fast. Uh, The only place I wouldn't listen to music is if I was on a racetrack. 
And even then, maybe some like light, light jazz in the background. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so it, yeah, the head unit is very cool functionally. It's not that pretty of a head unit. I think it just looks extra out of place because of the type of vehicle it's in. Yeah, but I love it. If you if you went back to 1952 right now in what you're dressed in, <laughs> yeah. you'd look out of place too. Right. right. <laughs> uh, that's a good point. Uh, that is a very good point. Because so, Jeff, is, Jeff is wearing a shirt with a racing helmet that says hashtag badass Wilson on it and a donut garage hat and glasses. So Wilson, you'd have no money within Wilson, five minutes. Uh, I'm also wearing Hurley board shorts. Um, so the, the, uh, the, all the audio shit is installed. Um, we had to leave off, too. It was supposed to get a rear-view camera, which is actually really cool for that truck. Yeah. But I don't have my roll pan in yet, so I just told them hold off because I don't know where I'm going to mount it yet. I want to. You can install those for a few hundred bucks. And I'm going to do it in the next. Maybe if, not if I get this car because I don't want to put any holes anywhere. Right. But it's such a good add-on. Like the Crown Vic is gigantic. Right. I, I wish I hit people all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, that. So I, I am going to add that in the future. Uh, I just fixed the steering. The steering column was slipping a little bit, so I tightened it up. It's all locked down now. I just installed new billet wire looms for the spark plugs they mm-hmm. were just kind of the, the plug wires were just kind of hanging out in the engine bay i'm like right. oh, i guess i should pull those off the headers um they weren't touching the headers but you they, want them off yeah. yeah so now the they, they these billet looms they um bolt in using the the head cover bolts mm-hmm. and then you run the plug wires through and it just looks fucking great it's like yeah. wow your engine looks clean. really clean it took me so much longer than it should take to install these i mean this is basic shit but i was trying to do it where i put the billet loom in place and then tried to run the, the the wires through the pieces where they go through the clips onto the loom and it just to get behind there the screws annoying i dropped it like 50 fucking times and then after like way too long i finally said fuck this took the loom off ran the wires while it was still off in just easily free and accessible then bolted the loom back down with the wires in place and then popped the plug wires back in i was like that makes a lot of sense oh yeah the one side went a lot quicker than the first side yeah um and i felt like a fucking idiot once it was done but anytime i do something no matter how simple it is to the person who knows how to wrench anytime i do anything under the hood of that truck i feel fucking great and i didn't do one thing that day i did two things because i did the steering and the billet wireless so i felt really awesome it feels when it when you complete the task it feels amazing but when you hit a roadblock that you did not expect and it derails you for well the first time maybe an hour you're all right and then the second time something happens it's like a couple hours and then if it gets pushed to the next day like i am losing my mind right well i walked into the house i like strutted in as my wife's like how'd it go i'm like I did two things. I did two things on the truck, you know. But now I got to go take it for a test drive, and make sure the steering is wh- where it's supposed to be. So I'm driving it, and everything seems great. And all of a sudden, I'm hearing like it's backfiring. I'm like, "What the fuck? It doesn't sound right. Something's wrong." I'm like, "I wonder if one of the plug wires like slipped off or isn't on." I pull over. Sure enough, one of the fucking plug wires is hanging there. Just popped I off. Pop it on, and you know, yeah, it'll see. Get back, you're like, you want to like, feel these wrenching hands? Like, uh, yeah, she doesn't. They're dirty. Um, so I still need to do the valve seals. Because ever since we fixed the throttle cable and I have all my throttle, I'm just blowing a shitload of smoke. <laughs> like, you, if you drive behind that truck, you yeah. like, this guy needs to go to jail. How do you fix valve seals? Um, I believe, and you're asking an idiot, but I believe you pull the head covers. Then you, you the, the best way to do it is you run a tool where it runs air through the engine and pushes all the valves. It holds the valves up. And then you take uh, the rockers off. 
and you get access to the valve, like the top, you get access to the top of the valves and there's a seal there, a little rubber seal. You pull those off and you mm-hmm. do one valve at a time and there's intakes, seals and exhaust seals. Right. And then you just, you do one, you move on to the next one, you move on to the next one, put it all back together and your seals are clean. The se- I mean, it's, it should be with someone watching me and helping me, it should be relatively easy, but you just take your time, make sure you're doing it right. Um, and then, uh, is that two valves per cylinder? On your truck, probably? Yes. So, okay. Should be. Otherwise, right. we would not have full combustion, I think. No, no, I meant, but it's four, some are three. Be. Yeah, like, no, but it's definitely know. not four. It's right. definitely not four. 32 valve uh, pickup truck. I, I don't um, know. Actually, What's in your truck? Right yes. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the valves are like 99 cents each or something. Oh, wow. So it's a super cheap part. Uh, so I just got to do it. And then we're going to be doing MagnaFlow exhaust on the truck. And I think we're going to swap in Headman headers because. It sounds it sounds cool in a almost lead sleddy sort of way because it has glass packs, and I just it's not what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And talking with the people at Magnaflow, and they're kind of like, "Well, we can you tell us how you want it to sound, and then we can do that." I was mm-hmm. like, "Ooh, neat." Um, so we're gonna. I just want it more like growly muscle car. Yeah, it will. They're they're good. So we'll I see. mean, glass packs only sound like that once all the glass is blown out. You know, but they they muffle a lot. Like so, you know, our, the Cobra I built, my my dad and my brother, uh, the guy that helped us put built one very similar. You know, but he painted it where ours is just lacquer, and he did the same engine, but he did two glass packs on each side running under the car, and his and it sounds two on each side, two on so each four side total. So it's four total, Jeez. and his car sounds totally different. It sounds like it's got a three eighteen in it, something small and just kind of brap. It's got a lot more rasp to it, yeah. and ours is. You know, open side pipes and just like firing on, you know, shattering windows. But just the two glass, it just muffles it quite a bit. Yeah. As it's supposed to. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, so, yeah, uh, we got some good stuff happening with the truck and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I know I've been telling some of you guys that we're doing the Patreon video. It's shot and it's actually, I'm finally putting it together in Adobe Premiere which is what I use for editing. The video is being cut together. Uh, hopefully some of you out there are still interested in participating. We'll see. Uh, I will let all of you know via all the social medias and this podcast when it's up, but it's not there yet, but it is coming. Um, and so hopefully that's good. There's some, I actually do the burnouts in the truck in this video. And there's going to be one at the end of the video where it's really funny because mm-hmm. I showed Zach that, that clip. Yeah. And there's a little thing called axle hop. Oh, you gave it away. Well, but I, it, it doesn't matter. I can say it. To see it is a different thing. To see it is a very different That's thing. That's true. Um, so we got that going on. Uh, I'm going to jump onto the social medias right now and see what kind of questions we got, actually. You're going to love the Christmas present I got you, by the way. Oh, yeah? It's a steering wheel. There's the surprise. It's gone now. Nice. But, you know, <laughs> but if you see it, it's, it's better. It's better to see it. The surprise is gone. But that's okay. Um. All right, where are we at here? All right, on Twitter, we'll start with Twitter. <clears throat> uh, let's see, who asked it? Who even? Oh, Paul, did he like his own tweet? The dong one? <laughs> That's amazing. Wow, okay. Uh, Paolo Acoba, who liked his own tweet. I think he liked his own tweet. Is that right? Why can't I see who sent this tweet? Hold on. All right. Do you want to hear my worst wrenching story? I'll try to tell it as quickly as possible. Else rather, yeah. Go ahead. Um, New Year's Eve, I had my 65 Pontiac Le Mans that I'd had for like a year. And I believe I cracked a water pump like nice. the day before. So it's like 9 p.m. And, all, and for 
for two hours, my friends have been like, hey, man, we should leave. We should go to this party. Hey, we should. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm going to fix this, the car because I want to drive because I don't drink and I don't want to drive your car around for New Year's Eve. I want to drive the fun car when, you know, shenanigans. So 9 p.m., getting it bolted up. And I don't know why I used to do this when I was a kid because I was just – I didn't want to spend any money on anything. So it's like, well, what – oh, we need one more bolt here. What bolt fits? That bolt fits. It's long enough. And, oh, look, the threads screw in. What's that bolt from? I don't know. What color is that bolt? Brown. Does that mean it's old? Maybe. Let's just use it anyway to put on an essential car part. <laughs> so so we like – you know, we got it all sealed up, torquing down the last bolts. We'd filled everything back up with coolant underneath it, and I'm just saying crink, 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 clink. And the bolt breaks and just coolant pours all over me. <laughs> and my friends just like stare at the ceiling. They're like, we're taking the other car. And it was like I was just mad for about an hour. Yeah. And we just had to leave it, you know. Gushing uh, coolant. No, we put a thing under it, but it was like so close and then complete failure. Like wow. back to square one right. basically. And then you had terrible. to drill that screw out. And, yep. Oh. And then you had to tap it, all that stuff. That sucks. That was a bummer. That sucks bad. There, here's a question that will cheer you up. I'm sure. From Jake, who's at Sweet and Low 2. Would you rather have ten dongs for fingers or one finger for a dong? I saw this question, and I was curious. If, if the fingers – if the fingers – no, sorry. If the dongs work like fingers – Ooh, that's still tough. Because you need thumbs. You need you need fingers and thumbs to do things. So like, he wrote you, back. I guess they he would require? work just like dongs, but with knuckles? <laughs> Question mark. Okay, then but I def- one finger would work just like a normal finger, though. I feel like you kind of want. <laughs> you know what? I can wear gloves. I'm gonna go dongs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, because then you you keep your real dong, and then right. you also have. And there would be some, some, you know, yeah. you could probably yeah, yeah, get some yeah, work. Yeah, you could. You You'd could be in porn. Work. Be in porn. Right. Um, Paulo Acoba, my life is JDM. Asks, which Harbor Freight tools do you swear by and are actually not that bad? Which tools should you avoid? I use, and it works well and hasn't failed me yet. Um, <laughs> is the um, the uh, Jack, the the Quick Jack, mm-hmm. works really well, and I've heard really good things. Um, but I don't, you know, I would never just put a car up on that. I also use Jack stands. You shouldn't do that with anything. Right. Doesn't matter. Exactly. Who made it exactly. So I I haven't had enough wrenching time and experience to have a tool fail on me yet. Um, so I, I'm, if you talk to the gentleman who I co-own Hooniverse with, he's probably better because he has all the tools from all the different p- people and works on them. It's a good question. Ask me in three years. <laughs> <laughs> you just put a pin in that. Come back to it. Um, Jake is back, sweet and low too, with another question. Nah, but seriously, is a high mileage first gen CTSV ten thousand dollars worth of fun? I've seen them as low as seven thousand with one hundred and eighty ish, one hundred eighty thousand ish miles. If you can find one that's in good shape, yeah, it's tons of fun. But that's a shitload of miles. That's a lot of miles that's for a, a car that started at fifty ish thousand dollars. But I mean, it's four hundred horsepower. It doesn't weigh that much. No, they're, they're kind of heavy. I mean, I was but looking at them to too. Modern ones. Yeah, compared to modern ones. I mean, I was looking at them too, and uh, you find like a you can find a decent one for ten, but it, you got to worry about. I guess the rear diffs had a big problem blowing up. So if they've, if it's been through that recall, well, I don't know. What I'm learning with high mileage stuff is do your research on the forums and then look for people that actually own high mileage cars and how much maintenance they're having to put in. Like, as everyone will say, oh, it's an LS engine. It's like that's true, but. Okay, I don't know many people with Corvettes that have 200,000 miles. Right. I'm not saying they can't do it, and I know they're good race engines. I'm just saying do the research yeah. and then make sure the car was maintained really, really, really well. Right. Because you know, I'm finding a lot of Beamers with 180 plus on the clock, like a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, how good are the rings? How good are the seals? Yeah. How good are the head gaskets? All those things come up, and you need to really know the engine was taken care of. Um, good answer. I wouldn't buy a seven thousand dollars CTSV. Right. Uh, Anderson at the son of Ander, new Camaro SS or Mustang GT or a C five Z O six with cash in the pocket. Wait, does the name Anderson literally mean son of Ander? I would imagine. Why? I don't know. It just it just changes a lot about my life. <laughs> I would imagine it does. Sorry, I asked your question. They spelled Anderson with, with an douche. accent mark, so that probably means they're Anderson. Europe. Okay. What you, um, was your question? New Camaro SS or Mustang GT or C5 Z06 with cash in the pocket. What do you want to do with it? If you want to track it, C5 with cash in the pocket. If you want to daily to daily it, I would day. I'd go Mustang. I think the interior is better, and with the the, the chassis on the Camaro is way better Ooh, for yeah. sure. Yep. But I the last when I drove the Camaro SS, I was like, you know what? I'd still probably buy a Mustang and yep. then just put money into in the parts. I feel the same way. I totally agree with you. Um, Kevin S at LF9 B body. What car would you condemn your worst enemy to drive for eternity? Either a Nissan Versa or a uh, what was that Toyota? The Roxy. Was it a Roxy Echo? Wasn't there a Roxy edition Toyota Echo? That's really Toyota bad. Echo? Nissan Versa, though, because there's literally nothing interesting about it. It's a fucking terrible car. What is interesting about the Echo? Just that it's Oh, tiny. no, that's in the same class. Um, oh, that's I'm your answer. Or, Either one of those. I thought, I thought he was giving us an A or B choice. You can't say, like, Civic, because Civics, there's, Civics They're good. can be fun. They're a good then, car. Um, can't say, like, even the, even the three-cylinder Mirage is interesting. The, the, the engine noise is neat. And it's different. Um, it's, so definitely Nissan Versa. That's what I'm going I with. think I'm going to go with uh, Volkswagen EOS convertible. Because I've heard that when the top breaks, to get it repaired is six grand. <laughs> unless they take the whole thing apart and grease it and clean it. Right. I think it's ugly. And it's slow. Yeah. And it's front-wheel drive. It's super and you expensive. can't hold a lot in it. And it's super expensive. Uh, that's, uh, that's a good one, too. Um Jason Bolin, at JP underscore Bolin, would you ever not buy a car because of the stereotypes of other owners? Hell no. No, that's a I, – I don't mean to him, but that's ridiculous. I mean to, to, to turn away – that's like having brand loyalty, which I've argued with a lot of people online is really dumb. You know, like I'm a Chevy, I'm a Ford, I'm a whatever. Like you're missing good things. Right. Like the, and maybe cl- we're lucky because we get to see the light because we drive. So we do. Things. We have a different perspective. Like I, I totally appreciate um, our job and that we get to see different interiors and different switches, and we know all the nuances of these cars. But if you're gonna like not buy right. an E36 M3 because Clarkson used to say that people that own E36s are douchebags, like you're missing one of the best you know coupe right. sedans ever made. Yep. Absolutely. Because of a stereotype joke that someone else believes, like what you know, just don't be the stereotype. Exactly, don't be the stereotype. Um, How are my frosted tips? They they come out good. I thought they were too bright. <laughs> I actually just looked up. Um, Al at Baru Bay asks, bacon or sausage? Um, I think it just depends on the day. I mean, bacon is a class. If it's all right, if it's the thick cut bacon, thick cut bacon. If but if it's the thin shit, give me the sausage. Um. Bacon's my least favorite pork product. Uh, Kevin S has another question. Which current model year shit boxes are you going to see the most, the most of in Sloan's high school parking lot? You spelled her name wrong. It's S L O A N E. It has to have the E to be a girl. Oh, name. so what? What cars coming out today will be in, in your daughter's uh, parking lot? Daughter's high school parking lot. My Crown Vic will be there. Still, absolutely. <laughs> uh, the <moon> truck. <laughs> 
Because she'll be driving it. No, that thing will be long. So I mean, crash. you'll probably depends on where she goes to school, but you'll probably see a lot of Mustangs. I mean, think of when I think eighteen years from now when you can buy a moderate like the G twenty fifteen sixteen GT. Yeah. For no money, right. like that's amazing. Right. If right, gas right. is still around. Yeah, I mean, it could it could all it could literally be nothing but Priuses though. Mm-hmm. Like, just shitty old current gen, then old Priuses. That will be. Your daughter's generation's Volvo wagon, yeah. which is what my parents had. So we had that. Right. Uh, you probably have that. Pickup trucks, they probably won't make a lot of those anymore. 18 years, man. A, lot, a lot's going to change. Right? That's going to be mean, interesting. There'll still be fucking Camrys. <laughs> yes, there will. And they'll still be running great. There'll still be 92 Camrys in that parking lot, 40 years old, but still working. Cross tracks. There'll be Subaru cross tracks. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, so A lot of Mazda uh, CX-5s. Yeah, well, we have one, so yeah, there probably, you go. That'll be hers. A lot we of those, keep it that um, even though we like it. Uh, speaking of Mazda, Jacob Brown at the Jacob Brown, that Jacob Brown. Wow, the Jacob Brown. Mazda. What did you think of the CX Nine? I thought it was great. Um, it felt like a just more of the CX Five, more room, more design language because there's more space on the outside, uh, more upscale because we have the touring trim, and this is. This was like a CX-9 Prestige or whatever the top shit. It's like above Grand Touring. Prestige. Um, but it was great. It, it's, the thing with Mazdas is you look at it on paper. You're like, man, I'm going to go into this and wish it had more horsepower for pretty much all of their vehicles. Then you get into it. You're like, you know what? This is pretty good. They, they knew what they were doing here. The only one where you still could use a little bit more power is the Miata. But that's how that car's always been, even though it's still good as it sits. But the CX-5, the Mazda 6, the Mazda 3, their horsepower levels are always like, you know what? This works. And I know that they get it right because then I drive a car like the Mazda Speed 3 and I fucking hate it when I should totally not hate it. Hmm. It's just too much power. It overwhelms the front steering and suspension. And, That's true. And so they, they nail the, the – it seems underpowered, but it actually works really well. Well, I mean I think that's – I think your argument though, it's like it can't – it doesn't always have to be one or the other. You know, I mean they could – they could add a little more power to – because I reviewed the CX-5 uh, on the smoking tire in one take, youtube.com slash smoking tire. And <laughs> I agree with you. I thought that there were so many good things about that car that if you like driving but you have to get a people carrier or you need you know, a crossover or whatever, that's a good one to get. And it looks really good and the interior is good for the money and all that stuff. I think if you've loaded it up and you were trying to climb the five and pass something, right. you're probably going to go, man, I do wish this had more power right now. So I think it's sure. important that if – you know, I tested it in a vacuum. I was the only person in that car, and I was on a canyon road. So chassis was great, and I like – I'd rather buy that than a CRV. Yeah, no question. But uh, I think if they added a little more power to it in those highway situations, it's not going to drive like a Mazda Speed 3, which I agree with you. Just roast the front tires sure. and is, you know, is not that great in its delivery. Um, yeah, that's a good point. There's a middle ground. Something too that I totally. You're like it's either hugs or bazookas, oh, man. Oh, but, oh, when I was in, what about I was in um, no, I was in uh, England a couple weeks ago, uh, and I saw a Mazda that we don't get, Mazda Six wagon. If we got that fucker here. Oh, car. we would have got that instead of the Six Five Mazda. We would have got the Six wagon. It is really good looking. Yeah, car. it is. Um, have you, uh, Nate Skinner at uh, what does it say? Frederick Frederico is cool. I always feel like I'm going to read these like Frederico. Um, uh, Bro Science Life. Like, oh, yeah. Frederick 1-0 School. Um, <laughs> have you driven? What are your opinion of the RS? I haven't driven it. I've driven Matt's. No, I've started it. I've started it. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, I mean, it looks cool. Looks cool. It's a rally car. It's going to be, it'll, I feel like it'll raise the bar for Subaru and they'll have to go, oh, I guess we better change the, uh, the SGI now. The two liter. 
Yeah, they better do a lot of stuff, you know. Yeah. It's but it's it's kind of, it's much bigger than the Fiesta. That's all I know. It feels yeah, bigger, okay. but it'll probably be really fun. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be fun. Um, let's see here. Uh, Kevin S has another question. Cost cross country d- drug run. Hastily spray painted 87 E150 or an 08 Chevy Uplander with 290,000 miles. This is a very specific question, and I'm going to go with the van because it's probably more comfortable to sleep in. I'm going to go with whatever's not spray painted because it's going to look – it's not going to look like it's carrying drugs. I mean you, you – you, be stealth. Yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I'm doing. But it's an '87 van. It, I mean, it doesn't say drugs on the side. <laughs> it's spray painted, and it's an '87 van. It might as well. You know why? Because when I got pulled over in uh, my friend's what's '75 Chevy van, I believe I got profiled because it looks the van looks sketchy. Yeah. And they approached the cops approached very cautiously and were very surprised to find us inside. Um, so that's my van experience. Nice. Profiling is real with vans and usually warranted. Uh. Greg Pallet at the real Greg nine, not at the real Greg one, not two. This is at the real Greg nine. If you were a supervillain, what cars would you and your henchmen drive? Now, you can go one way and be. I mean, if you're a supervillain, you don't give a fuck. So you can get something crazy baller. Yeah, like maybe like that new Aston RB001. It's basically like a tandem seater F1 car for the road. Or you go super luxe. Like some Brabus S65. Those are crazy. Fly. <laughs> well, but, but what are we doing with the car? I know. You know, I mean, oh. if, if we're just arriving to our court case, Brabus. But if we are actually committing a crime, I want something with wheel travel, durability. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I want like Trophy a, I want like, yeah, I want like a pre-runner, like With a luxury like pre-runner. Yeah, Escalade pre-runner. Yes. Uh, but I was also just thinking, is the six-wheel Mercedes G-Class um, by Brabus. That's – oh, my God. That's the most ridiculous truck I've ever heard of. I know. But I feel like that is too big to, like, really run or handle. You know, you want something, you want something to, like, kind of corner. Like, when they did that go-kart thing in, what, Fast 7, I was like, yeah, that's kind of brilliant. That's kind of brilliant. Yeah. Very simple. It was like a two – it was just a two – It's too chassis, but if everyone drives at him, he's just like, goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I think uh, I would take – I know what I would drive. I know exactly what I would drive. Kibitech, who's a um, fabrication company that makes pro, uh, yeah, pre-runner and Baja truck parts, they made a car that they called uh, like the Baja LTD, and they took an old Ford LTD cop car, what? and then they did a full tube chassis for it with like long travel, you know, double king shocks and stuff, and an engine. That's what I would drive. That'd be good for the henchmen though, too. It'd be good. A couple of them. Yes, that's very true. That's right. The minions. <laughs> minions. Oh, I think it's about road. Uh, what petrolhead at petrol underscore head? What current production car would make the ultimate police car? Not Dubai style. Not Dubai style. Realistically, foreign or domestic. Um, so production car. So it can't be the one you just said. Right. Um, I mean, they should give the cops Hellcats, <laughs> Charger Hellcats. No, they shouldn't. They would crash a lot. Right. I I think the Explorer... well, gun violence is down, but uh, hit and run accidents are way up. Yeah. I think um, uh, like the Ford Edge or honestly the Explorer with turbos makes a lot of sense. Cops hate the Explorer. I've learned that they hate it because it's slow as fuck. Ah, uh, so they, if they did Explorer Sports, right? I guess I, I talked to an LEPD about this. I was like, "How do you like this thing?" He's like, "It's slow as hell, man." I wish I had a Crown Vic because they don't have turbos. I think CHP has turbos. Interesting. So you know, with the point with the uh, the higher sight line and whatnot, yeah. but I'm not sure how those handle at speed. You know, with cornering and right. car chases, maybe they're too top heavy. Uh, yeah, good question. Good answer. 
let's see. Oh, another notification. Nope, someone followed me. Okay, great. Um, Facebook. Let's see what we got on the Facebook. Feces book. All right, Facebook questions. Come on, load up with your wonderful internet. A four, you know, like a wa- like a diesel wagon. I hate to say it, it would actually make a lot of sense for cops. They have to carry stuff. They want a low center of gravity. It gets good gas miles to save the city money. It's quick. I mean, there was a guy about, in a, in a uh, C-class wagon hauling on the Tesla Autobahn. Model X. Uh, too many problems. What if their doors didn't open or what close? If it, what if it was made better and they put r- normal doors on the back? Electric cop car. I think they'd run down their charge. They have to worry about how many chases they have and all that kind of stuff. And then they'd have to get pulled, you know, pull off. And that's a real, that's like real range anxiety. Yeah. Cars and cactus. How will drive on NBC SN be different this upcoming season? <laughs> can you even answer that? Uh, I can say that um, we did a lot of pre-production on it, and we're all really excited about the segments and the shows. And that's I, like genuinely not not endorsing it because it's my job. Like we sat around when we were done, we're like this is going to be cool. Like this nice. is going to you know this is going to be cool. Excellent, uh, Nick G. Do chicks dig horsepower or practicality? I mean. Some chicks dig horsepower. Bingo. Most chicks dig practicality. Yeah, that's true. Depends on the girl. I don't. Not trying to speak for women. Sorry. Cars and cactus. What's your favorite dirt road? Baja. I don't know. <laughs> Never been to Baja. Uh, I. You know. I think. Oh, that's tough. Oh, California City's fun. I've never driven out California there. California City is. This, uh, it's in the middle of nowhere. Um, I don't know. I forget what region it is. It's like near East the of Mojave. Yeah, it is. It's um. It was going to be this planned community. So if you look on your navigation, you see a map with streets. But when you're there, there are no streets. But some of the the dirt area is cleared where the streets would be. So it's basically like a pre-cleared rally course. Go find California City. I will say that one of, one of the dirt roads we went on all cars in Utah um, was downhill and had those uh, wat- like you know when you're on like a hiking trail something has like a hump in it that's angled that's for water diversion so if yeah. there's a, it's for flooding so it just it, it basically is a gutter across a trail so that the water doesn't flow down the entire trail mm-hmm. it gets diverted off diverted off and they're always like a few hundred feet so tom and i are bombing down in a, in our hyundai uh whatever the hell it was elantra or hyundai accent and the first one and we just see and we just start pushing it and pushing it and by the the bottom like the we had a case of beer in the back that's flying up in the air and bursting and getting air. That was my favorite dirt road. And then when we ended, there were sheep at the bottom. <laughs> right there, and you just made, reminded me of my favorite dirt road was the dirt road up to the hotel my wife and I stayed at in Costa Rica where you had to have a 4x4 vehicle to stay there. That's very so cool. That was cool. Um, let's see. What's your favorite vehicle from the 60s era? Um, well, my favorite – mine's the 68 Charger. I just love the Charger. I think you're right. I mean, I also, you're right. you could also say Jaggy type is an easy choice. <laughs> I wouldn't. And it's really good. It's very good, but I, it, I, I think it's I think the, I think the Charger is the best-looking muscle car ever made. Yeah. I think the Camaro is one of the best-looking coupes ever made. It's if if you put it like an if you never brought that to America or made it here and you put an Italian badge on it because it was designed by an Italian, they'd be like, "That's very sexy. It's got it's got good shape." Josh Ostrander, is Chris Harris the real winner with all the Top Gear news? I'd have to say yes. Yeah. And Rory Reed seems – I didn't know Rory before. And then I watched this video that Jalopnik posted of him doing basically a rap review or like a spoken word review of a Rolls Royce. It was fucking incredible. Whoa. It was really well shot. Every now and then the text would pop up on the screen. And, I mean, it, and he must have 
written it himself. It was really, really good. Like wow. at first I'm watching, I'm like, oh, this is going to be hokey. I'm like, oh. And he even made a point to like, it was basically talking about like just how much the car like sticks in his mind and we're back again, like talking to it as if it's this person. And it's like, we even share initials and it cuts to like a rack focus of the seats. I'm like, oh shit, it has his initials on the seats. <laughs> oh, that's such a good line. Um, but it was really that's very impressive. impressive. But yes, Chris Harris is winning Top Gear. Mm-hmm. No question. Was Rory, it four shows now on BBC America? Yeah, no kidding. Rory surprised me. When I, I saw a belly review of his online when they were first announced, and I did not like it. And then I watched his uh, Model X review and Focus review on Top Gear, and I thought he was very good. I still haven't I seen very an episode good. of it yet. Um, Cars and Cactus, how much do your newfound drifting skills help out on the road? Uh, it helped. I can't. Uh, <laughs> it helped. It, I've, I've gotten opportunities since drifting school. To slide, well, I, I think I told you I had to slide a Hellcat around for a job. Actually, that was just like in between shooting. I was like, "Can we go do this?" They're like, "Sure." So that was amazing. That's awesome. So it just what it's what's given me in some instances is the confidence, confidence to do it, and and then I got it right. Instead of I know that my, I would have tried to do what I did because I'm me and I enjoy drifting, and right. I, but I would not. I probably would have messed up, or it would have been a lot messier, or it would have been it wouldn't have been as smart. But this in these cases, it was like. Yeah, I've done that. Okay, I've done it before. And then just apply the lessons, and it works, and then you just keep doing it. Yeah. Um, How does it apply to the Hoon truck? Uh, haven't had a chance to slide the Hoon truck yet, but I would probably wait till I had power steering to do that. Yeah, that's um, a good idea. I actually just rebolted the steering up, so I don't want to fully test it. Have you driven I, that car in the rain, truck in the rain? Um, maybe a mild sprinkle. Oh, man, get ready for a wheel spin like you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, would you rather see – Nick G, would you rather see more mass transit or more autonomous pods on the road? I think it just depends where you live. L.A., I think we need a combination of both. Um, we definitely could do better in the mass transit side, but autonomous pods would make our highways a much better place. Um, yeah, if they all if they, if they they pinched all the distance between them. But I think mass transit in a place like this is, is really key. Um. Lee Matson asks, what's your guys' take on Liam Dorham's performance at Gate Builders? Monster give him the boot. I don't know what happened, yeah, but right. I can tell you that I know who Liam Dorham, Dorham is because I saw him at Goodwood, and I can tell you that I was talking with – I can't tell you who I was talking to because they are important in the industry, but they fucking hate him. Like, oh. They literally called him a f- fat piece of shit. Um, wow. I don't know anything <laughs> so about I don't, I, 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 I've heard he's a spoiled rich kid who just his dad buys him race cars. I, but, I, again, I don't know him, but I heard he's a, he's a fucking – I mean, look, look, look I, don't, I don't know the guy. Like, I, yeah, I, I've I heard that he terrible. sold drugs to children and that he punched a woman in the mouth. I don't know him. This sounds I don't know. terrible. I, but now I've got to find out what Liam Dorham did at Gate Bill, but I don't know. I heard he killed Santa Claus. I've never met the guy. I know a good uh, one. He, his car broke and he pulled off the track. I heard someone crashed at Gate Bill. Maybe that was him, which is not something you want to happen. Like, but that was from Instagram. There was a car upside down, like, flying through the air, and I was like, I don't know who that is. I'm not a Gate Bill, but – I want to um, go there. While well, you look that up, Nick Taylor, Zach should get an IS300, but what about a six-speed G35 sedan or 330i BMW ZHP if it doesn't work out? Um, I have answers for that. The 330 uh, ZHP was also proposed by Matt Ferrer, and it's a good idea, but their horsepower is like 215, and uh, they don't take the engine mods very well, and that's really low power. And if I was going to do that, that's actually basically the same horsepower as an IS300, but with you know, a, a slightly more expensive price tag and possibly more maintenance because it's a BMW. So neither of those make power 
That's why I'm not buying them because that was the original idea. But but engine Good mods answer. don't do anything. Good answer. And the G35 is is just big and heavy. I do like them. I've been very tempted, and maybe I'd end up doing that. But they're just they're like 3,800 pounds. Mm. Uh, they sound terrible. Ryan Kelly asked, "Did you find that damn beer? And when? And when are we going to get some more YouTube comments? They like when I do the YouTube comments. Oh, that was fun. Um, that was a I good think I've listen. Done a sec- I think I've done two of them now. Uh, when you were going on that rant, you sounded like Jay from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back talking about the movie bloggers. Um, but yeah, we got the uh, beer. Thank you so much. Um, Craig on asks, ask yourself how much money you could get out of your daily driver. Then take that number and think of what kind of car newer used that you could buy with that dollar amount in the year you were born. What car would you drive? I was born in 1980, so the cars are shit. Um, so it doesn't True. matter. I'd probably get like – I don't even know. There's, I'm sure somebody could think of something neat. Like it would have to be something European because there's nothing else. It would have to be something that wasn't sold here, like some sort of Lancia that was interesting that year. And even then, that car was probably garbage. But that would be the only way I'd want something from my birth year. Yeah, I was born in 82. I can't think of anything. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, it was, it was a bad time. Cadillac with a fucking diesel. Yeah, that was no. I mean, it's just smog. Smog restrictions were in like full effect, and no one knew how to make power but make it cleanly. I wonder if you could, like, if someone has a list, like, can you search cars sold in 1980? Yeah, you're wondering if there's an area where you could put in a year and search what cars were made that year. But I'm, I'm, I'm just looking what, what, what. Uh, like on like a like a lit like, like if, a lit up box kind of thing. Like you no, type like in someone or, did like 1980. Like a, these cars, 1981. These cars. Like if if it was collected in a wiki of sorts dude you know? there's probably microphone pornography on the internet there is definitely a list of cars that were microphone sold yeah like yeah. if that exists that what you see right like, there's uh, a pokemon game that runs on a phone that you hold in your hand that is also a computer and a gps device yeah uh i'm just looking at some cars nope nope too late nope too late nope need it yeah, need so it got, got it, it need it got it i'd have to i'd have to really dig because i actually want to dive into that question more deeply craigon asks another question I asked this question over the TST podcast, but I would love to hear your take on it. Sorry, Zach. Double Do you dipper. think we will see Chevy introduce a Cruze, Sonic, or Spark model to compete with the Focus RFs, maybe even a brand model? Are they interested in competing in the segment? I think it would be a good addition to the Alpha platform to have a four-door sedan or wagon with a turbo inline four and six-speed manual. It would be great for the USDM to have its own take on the STI Evo rivalry. I agree with you, and no, I don't think it's going to happen. Yep. Um, I just don't think Chevy's selling their cars there. Um, yeah, I, I totally it agree. It's I do agree it's, too. I do agree because I think that's that's a chess move you have to make really early. Yeah, and plan and like and right now the market has, Ford's killing it, but right. it's it gets a smaller market right. when a new one comes in. And then so by the time they're ready with, they'll be Gen One of whatever that will be. For right, because RS is now Gen Two or leaving the market. Yes, and at that point, if you know if Subaru has tweaked what they're doing, and then there's uh, more offerings from like Audi with S3 and stuff, yeah, you have more competition. Good. And Chevy's like, we sell a ton of trucks and and commuter cars, right. like we're fine because yep. it's a big investment. Uh, from '82, I think I would take a 633 CSI because that is oh, a, a damn good, good looking car. Yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah. I would take it over the Countach. I wonder because I'm, I'm an idiot. I'm look up something <laughs> just because I'm curious, like what Lancias were made in 1980. Yeah, there's some good ones, I think. Lancia. Um. I'm sure I could find launcher. some kind of launch, launcher. Um, launcher. Like a t-shirt launcher. On, on track here. Um, so, yeah, those are your questions. Um, and that's kind of it. Zach, uh, where can everybody find you on the social meteors? Uh, find me on the Twitter, uh, at Zach Clapman, which is Z-A-C-K-K-L-A-P-M-A-N. Because no one, no, one no one knows how to spell my name. Clapman.
That was good. Because I'm the clap man. Find me on Instagram at Hooniverse Jeff. You can. Where else am I? Twitter, Jake Lucker. Facebook, we're Hooniverse. YouTube, we're. Either Hooniverse or The Hooniverse. I always forget. Just type Hooniverse. You'll find us. Uh, we're just hitting 26,000 subscribers there, which is kind of cool. Um, also follow The Hooniverse on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, we'll be good. And then I'm driving the Infinity Q30X this week in Seattle, which I'm actually really interested to see, even though I know it's basically a reskin Mercedes. Um, and then next week it's Grand Sport, but we'll have another podcast before then. So that's it for now. This was episode 160. Uh, we'll see you later. Peace.